This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Tuesday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I am Tara Carter from Clovis, New Mexico. And you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for July 23rd, episode 2231. This episode is brought to you by Horseware. Good morning, Horse World. Good Tuesday morning to you. And I do mean a good Tuesday morning. Well, if you insist on being accurate about it. Only somebody with perfect comedic timing could produce this much energy in one shot. You gotta learn that your time in the saddle ain't as rough as the life in between. And the fence isn't there for you to straddle. And you can't change horses in the middle of your dream. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this Tuesday morning. And of course, the fourth Tuesday of each month, we have Tara Carter with us of Carter Ranch Horses. And she is here talking all things Western. Hi, Tara. Good morning, Glenn. How are you this morning? Good. I, I Actually, I mustn't have hosted last time. It seems like forever since I talked to you. I know. I, n- I never know who it's going to be. It's going to be Glenn or Jen, but either way, I'm looking forward to it. So. Well, Jen's here. She's uh, she's producing today, so uh, she she is here. And, you know, I didn't get to see you this year. See, we didn't see each other in Kentucky. That's why it seems like so long. Yeah, that's probably true. But, yeah. Uh, so what have you guys been showing? Have you been running around the country? We have. It seems like that's all we've been doing. We're finally back home for a big stretch, but... Uh, we were in California and then through Oklahoma for two two major events for the summer for us this year. The National Rain Cow Horse Association's Derby, which is for their four and five-year-olds. And then the Oklahoma World Show, that's where for the AQHA Versatility Ranch Horse. So we had those two events and it seemed like we were gearing up for those two events. And then we had those two events and then now we're home and we've got people coming out here to ride and been getting some rain so it's it's been good to be home kids happy to be home they are yeah they they were on that trip with us for part of it not all of it uh but they were on the the big legs of the drive so uh we've maxed out our ipad for that trip and they were glad <laughs> to be out of the truck <laughs> i bet <laughs> not one of them said are we there yet not one no. of them, I'm sure. No. No. Because <laughs> no. we said it for them. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how'd you do? Did great. Trevor actually um, came in reserve, got the reserve championship in the Derby for his wow. division, and then uh, went came to the World Show and did really well. Um, I think third overall across all of the events and then even won the cow event on the youngest horse in the deal. So that was, that was pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to get better every time. Yay. Yeah. Lots of, it's just fun to be able to go. And I feel like every time we're at one of those events, I'm like, Oh, I'd like that horse. Oh, I'd like that horse. Oh my gosh. I just bought the whole show. Right. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> And so it's so nice to be able to, to be around those those quality of horses and then also know that your horse is hanging in there with that level of horse too is yeah, really Yeah, because fun. people are looking at your horse going, I like that horse. See, they're yeah, doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, actually, we went to a show this weekend and one of the judges at one of those shows was got this show. And she walked by and she went, oh, I just walked by MC Cowhammer stall. I mean, that was funny, you know, to think that they take notice too. So Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Well, that's why you do it. I mean, that's why you're out there. Uh, yeah. So hopefully you can sell, be selling these horses for a million dollars in no time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's reserved for the thoroughbred industry. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I think so too. Maybe. Where, where countries come to buy horses Maybe rather than individuals. Maybe a few rainers here or there. Countries come to buy horses. You mean those co- same countries aren't coming to buy your Western horses? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not entire countries in one major jet. Yeah. <laughs> So you Telling have a guest a sitting there with you. Why don't you introduce her? Okay. So 
Uh, I asked Emery Heffron to come on the show today. She actually is a senior at Clemson University in South Carolina, and she came out to spend the summer with us. She's a marketing major, so she came out to spend the summer and intern. So good morning, Emery. Thanks for joining us outside the barn and inside the office today. Good morning. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Did she force you to do this, Emery? <laughs> no, it's been it's been awesome. <laughs> well, you are a marketing major. So, how did a marketing major end up going out to Carter Ranch Horses to ride horses? <laughs> so, I've grown up riding horses my whole life, and I wanted to leave South Carolina and do something fun and different this summer. Um, and so, through a mutual friend, um, I saw her posting things on Facebook about Tara and Trevor. And so, I didn't really think that it would actually happen, but I just emailed Tara, and we talked back and forth, and she was like yeah, sure. Come out and learn all you can. So it's been a really awesome experience and I don't want to go home. <laughs> you picked a good spot. I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking of a lot of the people you could have ended up with and you picked up, you ended up with two of the nicest. So you did exactly. So what have you learned? What has surprised you about being there? Um. Well, I've been able to learn a lot of horse stuff from Trevor and a lot of horsemanship with him. Um, and then just how Tara runs their whole business, does everything behind the scenes from their branding and marketing, social media, um, the finances, like the personal relationships. And so I've just learned, you know, in school, I've learned so much of the theory behind marketing and why um, we do things, but it's been really cool to see practical ways to actually implement um, the marketing stuff. So. And how's the writing been? <laughs> that's been awesome. That's definitely been, I've grown up writing English my whole life. So Trevor's main thing is Emery, less English, ride less English. <laughs> I think hand. Jennifer heard that too when she was out there. <laughs> yeah. And Emery even went to her first show this weekend. Like we've been talking to her all about how we, we think it's important to have great horsemanship and then go to a show and, you know, try to put it all together and take a picture at a moment in time and sort of evaluate where you are. So Emery hopped on a horse and showed for her very first time in Ranch Horse this weekend and came in 10th out of 40. She did awesome. <laughs> wow. That's really cool. Thank so, you. Seeing your, your, did you, so you obviously you rode less English. Yeah, I guess so. I only I, I made myself only one hand. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of weird. Isn't it? I still posted the whole time, but you know. <laughs> so what do you ride English, by the way? Um, well, I've never really competed much. I've kind of just grown up doing trail rides and a little bit of jumping, dressage, nothing, nothing super intense. Okay. Um, so the show was really fun. Okay. I, I was, I was thinking that maybe you came from the hunter side and then had to go out with ride one hand with the Western saddle. That would have been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so, uh, well, that's cool. Tara, I sort of stole your interview here. No, it's good. I, I feel like I would... <laughs> I knew what questions to ask, so it's better if it comes from you. It might feel a little leading if I asked it. So what's, uh, what, uh, what's been the thing that surprised you the most about a Western ranch operation like that, especially a large one like that? Um, I think just how, m how much goes into it. And, you know, we've been building marketing. I mean, we've been building email campaigns and social media, and I didn't realize, you know, all of the software and the behind the scenes stuff. I thought that you just sent out a Gmail to everyone, you know? And so the really just the time and effort um, that Tara puts into to all the details that you don't necessarily see until it's, until it's happening. While still taking care of kids and a house and a farm and all of that stuff. Yeah. She too. doesn't sleep ever. <laughs> so <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> I believe Emery that. helps with the coffee. Room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and actually Emery put together, you know, the horse that Trevor rides, uh, we decided they, they stood him as a stallion this year. They collected him and then they're going to, um, offer him to the public, you know, if you choose to breed to him. So Emery helped put together, the Instagram page for him. So everything that you see Emery helped put together and plan and all that. So it was, so as you start to see that, you'll be like, Hey, Emery did that. <laughs> and what's the Instagram page? Give a plug. Yeah. MC Cowhammer. Okay. MC Cowhammer is where you can find it. So go check that out. <laughs> Were you shocked at, I mean, you came from the East coast, right? Emery? Yes, sir. South Carolina. Yeah. So were you shocked at the size of the places out there? 
Yes. And there's, there's no trees, there's no mountains. That's, <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful in a, in a different way, but there's no humidity, which is, I mean, just so nice. Yeah. And it's been a little warm, like the rest of the country, I assume. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's very cool, Emery. I'm, I'm so excited you got to do that. And as I said, you got to be with two, two terrific people. That is for sure. I know they're the best. Thank you. <laughs> we've, we've been lucky to have her and to say, Hey, you want to try the radio show this morning? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I did hear before the show started that, uh, they made you sit in the truck for like 85 hours with the whole family. So how'd that, go? <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. I had no idea we were traveling until Trevor, like my second day here was like, yeah. So when we're going to be gone for three weeks. And I was like, wait, like I thought they were going to leave me here. So thankfully I was able to be in the car with them and travel and see that whole side of things. So that was awesome. <laughs> Well, hold on, Emery. Uh, Jennifer, tell us what's coming up at today's show, seeing we totally forgot at the beginning of the show, and that way you can call the first guest. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, coming totally up on forgot. today's show, the first guest I'm, I'm going to call is Scott Knutson, who has the who, what, and why of Extreme Trail Horse Association, because, hello, he's one of the founders. And then the guy with the coolest name in the world, Trail Townsend, is stopping by. And he's going to tell us about earning the reserve champion at the National High School Rodeo Association. So stay tuned for the fray, folks. Very good. Thank you so much for that. Jennifer's going to get uh, Scott on here shortly. So, Tara, anything coming up uh, as far as Carter Ranch Horses, clinic-wise or otherwise, that people should know about? Speaking of marketing. Yeah. No, we uh, we actually just put together a little video that the people are going to be able to, to access at any time to help them with their circles and stuff like that. So that's really the only thing kind of coming up that's new. We've, we've always done a lot of video and stuff to help train, um, sort of organizations and associations. And now we're starting to open that up to individuals. So that's part of what Emory came down this summer and was helping us work on. So, um, we've got our branding. We've got some people here this week from Reno, Nevada, and then we have our branding this weekend. Um, so that's really, we're just kind of settling in for the summer. So cool. Yeah. Very good. Well, let's hear, uh, while Jennifer's getting the first guest on, we'll be uh, talking to Scott and Knudsen here very shortly. Uh, but first, we have to hear about what's going on with horseware. And of course, what's going on is it's hot as heck, and there are insects everywhere. I've been reading comments on Facebook about how mosquitoes are just awful most places right now with all the hot weather. And of course, uh, insects are drawn to certain odors and are repelled by others. Recent studies have discovered they respond the same way to certain colors and in turn their behavior can be an can be influenced by color. Insects are naturally attracted to bright colors such as yellow, white, or dark colors. However, colors like light green or aqua mixed with orange won't register in the UV spectrum, deterring insects away from these color combinations. This is a natural deterrent in itself. The Amigo Evolution's latest color technology research has resulted in a leading product at the forefront of insect repellent technology. The Evolution is made from soft, absorbent, knitted strong polyester net which provides for maximum breathability and the light color offers some sun reflecting properties it features a disc front closure closure with sure front neck design a seamless design with integrated neck cover leg arches three straight surcingles and a belly flap with velcro closures for full belly coverage a silky mane shoulder lining to prevent rubbing and lastly a supersized tail flap and silk lining with a wipe clean tail cord it's available in one of those colors that the flies don't figure out and that's aqua and orange in size 60 through 80 now they look like an easter egg but the flies won't be bothering them and you'll know where they are in the field because aqua and orange you'll spot them even at Terra's farm which is very large you'll spot them all the way across the pasture find the evolution at your local authorized horseware dealer or online at horseware.com that's horseware.com I actually saw this video of one of the women's world cup soccer players mm -hmm. and she goes and she kicks the ball and she kicks it and it like goes up and it arcs back, you know, kind of how a bowling ball does when you really, you know, throw it hard and it yeah. arcs to the middle and hits the strike. Anyway, it goes in the air and it lands through the sunroof of a car that's driving away. 
So, you know, it's about her actually, but she's wearing what I think might be the same fly sheet, like the colors. <laughs> and I thought to myself when I saw it, that's all I could think about was not this amazing shot, but the fact that I was like, I think horsewear would approve of her anti-fly colors and design. <laughs> They are bright, but apparently it works. I mean, they say that's yeah. why zebras don't get a lot of flies. It's because of the whole black-white thing, you know? I don't I don't know. That's what they say. But, yeah, uh, yeah so... No, I see a lot of tail switching with zebras. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Horse wear, well, they're not wearing orange and aqua, see? If their stripes were a different color, they'd be fine. There you go. All right, our first guest is ready for you. Oh, good deal. Well, this morning, uh, we've got Scott Knudsen from uh, Knudsen Performance Horses, and he has owned and bred Foundation Quarter Horses, started and trained Thoroughbreds to Morgans and Mustangs, all in his mobile horse trainer days in the early days. But now he's stepping forward as an advocate for growing the horse industry. And one of the ways he's doing that is he is the founder and director of the Extreme Trail Horse Association. Good morning, Scott. Hi, Tara. Hi, Glenn. Thanks for having me on Horses in the Morning. Thank you for joining us. Glenn, could you, t- I mean, Glenn, Scott, could you tell us a little bit about <laughs> the Extreme Trail Horse Association? Sure, I'd be happy to. Oh, I sure <laughs> can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, right uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you threw me for a curve. Um, <laughs> yeah, I sure will. So we started that, me and uh, another business partner, uh, about 14, 15 months ago. And, you know, I, I've been riding horses all my life and, and a rancher and, and uh, just thought of something kind of different. And uh, w- what makes it special? We're, we're not going out competing, burning up the road. You know, we're trying to get new people involved in the industry and people that are in the industry. We're trying to keep them in and have a lot of fun. We were looking at new revenue streams for ranches or park. You know, we call them parks because it's fun to go to. And uh, so we tried to create some different revenue streams for them. And we wanted the riders to have a fun place to go and make a memory and uh, just have fun riding horses at different locations and different environments and not just riding in a circle. And uh, well, I think we've achieved that. We have an office in Texas. We have one in London, Ontario, Canada, and, and, and the business is growing. We're having a lot of fun with it. So where, where do these parks, where are they located? You know, we have uh, multiple parks throughout the United States and in Canada. And, uh, you know, we talk through it. They they do obstacles. So we try to make the obstacles kind of fit the environment, depending on where they are. If there's one in Tennessee in the mountains or or one on the coastline of California up on a big hill, we're overlooking the ocean or wherever they are, they kind of fit, you know, the the terrain and the history. Uh, we were in Florida, and it kind of fit the Kissimmee Lake, and it, it fit that profile. So when you go, you can have an experience and make a memory and, and challenge your horse and yourself a little bit or a lot, depending on what obstacles you do, and just have fun and meet people. So so to make sure I understand, so let's say if I go, okay, I'd really like to go and ride my horse on one of these extreme trail courses, then I would go to your website and find out where these places are. And I would know that I'm going to like a certified place with a set of obstacles. You sure can. Or... Yeah, you, you're, you're exactly right, Tara. If you just go to ETHA.horse, it's two things we love, Extreme Trail Association and the horse. And you go there and there's a list of parks and there's more coming on all the time. And uh, there's, we have certified trainers. If they want to do a clinic, they can do that. Or if they need help with them with their own horse, they can call that trainer and, and we can do that as well. Uh, there's a lot of partners we have behind this now from Access Trailers to Perina and, and so forth. Um, so it's growing in the right direction. But you, you can sure go there. Also on our Facebook, it's very active. We're always doing videos. Uh, I was at a park last weekend. I was in Florida two weeks prior to that. And uh, we're doing videos and just having fun riding horses. You know, that's, my goodness, it's a great industry. And we just we want to encourage more more people to get to do it. And if you've never ridden a horse, it's a great way to learn. And, and like I say, if you've ridden forever and stopped and raised a family, it's a great way to get back into it. What do the parks look like? You know, we, we, um, we've seen a couple in our travels, but uh, what do they look like for somebody who's never seen one? You know, everyone's unique, which I like. Um, you know, uh, they have the obstacles. They're laid out a little bit different. Each one has different obstacles. It's the owner's discretion of what they have out there. A lot of them drone their parts, and they, you can see what they look like before you even go. Um, the one we were at uh, last week in Texas, 
They had 23 obstacles. They were all under big shade trees, and then it ended up in the sun in a water, water, uh, a big tank, and it was really cool. And they also had a long trail you could ride too that kind of took you through the woods. So each one's a little bit unique. And it, they seem. I'm looking so, but, at the pictures on the website, and they seem to be more natural than just uh, a lot of pool noodles. Definitely. That's, that's what we want. You know, when you go and visit a park, we, we want the memory and we want, why, why is this your theme? This, why are you doing this? It's not just to put up, you know, 20 obstacles and run through them. It's to enjoy it and kind of learn a little bit about the area. And then the park owners, they can always change it up. So it's always a different look if they want to do that. But if you go and hit two or three parks, all two or three parks are going to be different. All are going to be unique and you can make a memory. And it was so great. I'll tell you what, after that last event in Texas last week, it was so fun to watch Facebook and all the new people that met each other, all the new riders, they ended up riding together the trail after the, uh, after they were finished riding the obstacles. And, you know, one of them messaged me saying, Hey, I'm going through uh, to Arizona to ride and where's a great place to stay. And it just, it's a great way to network with just a bunch of great people. If somebody wants to put one in their own farm, can they do that? Can they contact you and, and get that set up? Definitely. That's the easiest thing to do is just, just call the office and then get you in touch with me and, and we can talk through the process. It's really simple. You know, it, we work with the owners. We come up with different, whether it's selling merchandise or helping them any which way we can uh, to just be a profitable business and, and create some extra revenue streams on their place. And that's something that you've been focusing on outside of Extreme Trail Horse Association as well. And it's something, obviously, that we strive to help with here at the Horse Radio Network for the last 11 years is it's just helping the horse industry grow. And you know, we, we do have a problem with the number of kids that are coming in the industry is less and less all the time. So and in what ways are you doing that, trying to help grow the industry, other than making really cool oh, things where horse and people can play? <laughs> oh, thanks, Glenn. Um, so, so we started doing the videos for Extreme, and, and I had a couple of universities ask me to come and speak. And, you know, that's outside my comfort zone. I can ride a horse a lot better than I can speak in public. And, uh, but now it's kind of kind of evened out. It's so much fun. I have so much passion for it. And I, I, after I spoke at, at, a, at a great university last year, um, one of the uh, leading ladies in, in, the, uh, in the program came up to me, and she had this worried look. And, you know, we've all had that worried look, whether it was health or bills or job, whatever. She had that look. And I was like, are you okay? You want to talk about something? And she's like, I'm scared to death to um, uh, I'm graduating in three months. I don't know what I'm going to do. And uh, she was straight A. She was straight horse person. And I just talked through it. And, you know, the American Horse Council up in Washington, it's a $177 billion industry, our horse business. And 1.7 million jobs in our industry. Well, if, if she can't find something in 1.7 million jobs, let's go create a, your own business in this industry. We can do that. And, and there is no box, you know, unless you put yourself in it. You can go out and meet anybody you want to meet. You can talk to people. There's so many great people. There's so many great ways to understand the business. Just like y'all show, you know, just spreading the word of the horse industry. And after we taught, you know, she stayed in contact. She ended up getting a job and, you know, life is great. That, that's fun for me. I enjoy that so much. I think one of the problems is, Scott, and it's, it's you know, it's a teenage girl thing. Every teenage girl that's in horses wants to work in horses, but that's what they want to do, right? They, they want their job just to be basically be playing with horses, and you, ha- you have to think outside that box. Uh, you could get a job playing with horses, right? You could end up grooming or, or eventually becoming a professional, but that is a minor, minor uh, percentage of the people that work in the horse industry. Oh, you're so right. And, you know, there's, there's great, you know, I was, like I was saying, I was just with Perina, we were up at their plant. They have so many great people there. And I, I gave a, a, a talk at Texas A&M last year uh, to the horse group and, and uh, some of the, you know, different horse programs, equine uh, studies. And after that, we went on a tour the next day and they were so kind to take us back there, me and my wife and daughter, it was so encouraging to see all the youth from all over the world back there just working together in our, for our industry. And that is so great. And, you know, another thing with extreme, I found, you know, I met a gentleman in Florida, he was in his sixties and it was his first event and he has his first horse. 
he went out and bought boots, a belt. I mean, he was ready to go. And he, his four friends are now getting horses. So all five of them are going to go to start riding. And, and they're all in in our industry. And they used to all five drink coffee every morning. Now they're out there brushing their horse and getting ready to go. <laughs> and that's what we want. You know, that's, that's our industry. It's welcoming and it's, it, it's great exercise if you just want to go on, on that level. And uh, they're just having so much fun. They've always wanted to do it. They're, they're, driving, to, uh, they're going to the drive-thru at McDonald's now. They're not sitting inside every morning. So yeah, they don't the, have time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so Scott, that's exactly uh, right. They got to go. <laughs> Emery is uh, with us this morning, and she's interning at, at Carter Ranch right now. And Emery, so I wanted to ask you about the conversation we're having here. How many of your friends, you know, your horsey girlfriends there in, or guys? Um, I keep forgetting there are actually those. Um, so, because <laughs> <laughs> so, such a small percentage of our listeners are guys. So how many of them want to work in the horse world and how many are really stuck on, I want to work in the horse world, but I want to ride horses? Um, I've, I've had a few friends that are in vet school now. Um, but I think that a lot of us kind of, a lot of us have gone the business route while still riding horses and kind of figuring out now that we're coming to graduation, you know, do we want for horses to be our hobby, the thing that we do after work, or do we want to make that our career? Um, and I think that that's what, you know, that there are so many, um, cool business jobs where you can still ride, but you're still able to be influencing the horse world from a business perspective, if that makes sense. And Scott, uh, Emery is a, is a marketing major. So, so there you go. She's out learning from Tara, one of the best. So, um, exactly right. Exactly. Well, that's, that's one thing too, is that I feel like there's so many opportunities for, for people who want to do a job in the horse industry that there's so many different ways, like you were saying, Scott, where you can be outside of the box and find a way to, to connect what you're passionate about with, with what your business may be. Um, but at the same time, you, it's so helpful that Emery does ride a horse and that she does go out and compete or challenge herself or take lessons that if she does do that in a business that the lingo is there that she you know if she wants to put something together she knows what it's like to go through instead of you know sometimes in a business when you say hey can you help me put together a website and they don't know anything about horses so it's so valuable that those who do want to have a career in the horse world that they do get that time and that you're talking about Glenn where they are riding and they are you know you know getting their time in with the horses so they know what it's like because it is a different it's different. <laughs> You're so right, Tara. It is different. You know, and and in some ways, I've heard some people say it's harder to get in the business, and it's it, the business is shrinking. I think it's the opposite. Uh, when I started riding, you know, it was you know I was riding at the house and training for other neighbors, and then we had the handwritten flyers we made and put in the feed store, and we took out a little one by two ad in the local newspaper for twenty dollars. And hoping somebody would call. Paid by the word. You can go on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Yes. I sure did. Uh, And at that time, I I put down very few words. You know, (laughs) we used to try and combine (laughs) words so we'd have to pay less, and that they would. Exactly right. Heck, I made up a few of them. Yeah. Um, But but now with with social media, you can get out there so much more and, and turn that social media into a positive and. And with that, there's so many opportunities in the industry. And that, that's what's so encouraging. I think the opportunities and, uh, are not only for. I think they're changing. I think you're absolutely right. And I think what's happening is they're just changing. I mean, I think the opportunities are still there. It's just like, like the rest of the world, those opportunities and the jobs that are available are changing yeah. over time. Exactly right. Yeah. Now, the other That's thing, exactly let's, not, right. let's not overlook that there's something to be said for getting a job outside the horse world and having horses as your fun and, you know, competing or fun or whatever you're doing. There's something to be said for that, too. Um, you know, there's because, a lot be, to be said for that. Yeah, right. because then you're coming home and the horses are your, instead of them being your focus 24 hours a day, and that's happening. Everybody that wants to open a boarding barn, they find out very quickly that at the end of the day, they've never ridden their horses all day long. Because all they're doing is taking right. care of everybody else's. We ran into that too. You, you you have this boarding barn and this boarding facility, and you've got any number of horses there. All of a sudden, you have no time for your own. So there is exactly. something to be said for working outside, actually making money to uh, eat and afford your horses, and then doing them for fun, and then still being the fun, relaxing place you go at the end of the day. Yeah, I feel exactly. like that's why sometimes you go, I want horses to be a part of my business, is because 
you did have that part, whether it was when you were growing up or, you know, because like your parents set it up to where you would go to school and the horse would be the fun part. And you're like, Hey, I want to do this all the time. And so if you do make that your business, then you have to remember to keep, keep the balance and keep, keep the fun part of it. But yeah. You're right, Terry. For, for me, it's a balancing act. It really is. I still ride a lot, not near as much as I used to um, because I'm on more of the business side, but I, I try and balance it as much as possible. And for someone that doesn't want to be in the business, just for, uh, for other reasons, maybe their degree's not in you know, one of these fields that you can get a job, um, but you still want that horse to go ride and, and maybe go to an extreme park or maybe just ride at the, the local boarding barn. You know, you can still do that and enjoy the horse world and and find places and learn about them through the Internet and also by people you trust. And that, that's what's so great about our industry. Do you have did you have a, tra- a training business at one point? I did. And I still do. Uh, well, I don't as much. I, I mainly ride my own horses and train my own. I had a lady from West Texas. She had a string of six, you know, two year old ranch race coats that she just emailed me. But I can't if I can't ride them, I don't want to put them in the program but um yes i did i'd go you know at first it was a mobile training i just go down the road and i would go from ranch to ranch it might be hunter jumper it might be trailed and roping and it was such a great learning experience just to learn the way the different the different disciplines they train and the horses and it was just a great learning environment and then i went into more of the, the sorting the pinning the roping the ranch work and uh, i love that anything with cattle i love and, uh, you know, but what's so fun is even when you're training, you know, for the public or for yourself, they're never completely, I can go ride a horse in the ranch. And I, actually last week I was in West Texas and I, I rode up on a mod of Oaks and I had two white tail fawns jump one way and a rabbit jump the other and uh horse never moved. It was like no big deal. And, uh, but if I took that horse into an arena at Will Rogers say in Fort Worth, might be a totally different story. So we're always training. I guarantee you my hackney pony while I'm driving it, if two deer came out in front of him, would move. <laughs> He'd be gone. Uh, so, oh. me, me with him. So, so let, okay. all right, enough horse talk. Let's talk about important stuff. Right. Um, I was a tennis player for a long time, and I read in your bio <laughs> that you actually played mixed doubles tennis with Billie Jean King and Martina Navratilova. Um, is that true? Yes. Who would think that? You know, so we were in tech. We were in Texas, you know, and I'm cowboying, and I'm playing tennis, and uh, I start playing for Yonix. And my uncle was with Yonix and just several people, and they were having a a Yonix event at the forum in Los Angeles back in the eighties. And that was a big deal. And both of those ladies played for Yonix and several other people did. And it was just a great time. I was, you know, young and I knew it was a cool event, but now I look back on it, it's really neat. I'm sure my parents still have the picture, but uh, it was a great time. Did they take it easy on you or did they actually hit the ball? <laughs> just asking. It, it, it was something it was, it was pretty intimidating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like riding that horse up on a, <laughs> yeah. it sure was. It was amazing. It is amazing when you play against a player that actually can serve and how quickly that ball comes at you. And... <laughs> it, it is amazing when they're, they were nearing a hundred, you know, at that time. And, uh, it, it was it was quick. Pretty, it was it, for, yeah. Quick. For nobody that's ever played tennis, you watch it on TV, and it looks you know it looks it looks easier because they all know how to play. But when you get one player that because uh, I always ended up playing number one on the team, and I was not a number one player, so I watched the ball go, go, ball go by <laughs> quite a bit. I I got aced a lot because it was like holy crap, that's fast. So, <laughs> so. Oh man, uh, it was so much fun. It is a fun sport. I don't play it near well, hardly at all anymore. I just don't have time. And after, you know, so many different, you know, surgeries and such, you just can't, but, um, but it was so fun. I'll tell you what, it's a great, it was great. And that was a great environment. See all the, you know, back in the eighties, the forum, that was just an incredible place. All the celebrities, and that was when the Lakers and magic and yeah, it was a fun event. Yeah. They played yeah, there. Was a fun event. Yeah. Is that yeah. built? Did they tear it down? It's still there. You know, I don't know. I think they did, but I'm not for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I'm not sure either. No, they haven't asked me back to play tennis, so I don't know what. <laughs> do you still watch? I'm still an avid watcher. I watch, like, just got done watching I do. Wimbledon I for sure hours. Do. Yeah. Okay. Yes. 
Tara, ever played uh, tennis? Um, yeah. <laughs> and I actually really like racquetball, but then when I went to play tennis, I was like, oh, there's no wall to bring that back. Which is, <laughs> tennis and I didn't get along at all. <laughs> yeah, when you're on the tennis oh, team, man. they they yell at you if you play racquetball because completely different movement. Or ping pong. Yeah. They don't want exactly you playing ping pong right. either. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm not very good at ping pong That's either. Racquetball, I'll take you on any day, but the other two, no. Emery probably is on oh, the college team. Are you on the college team, Emery? Yeah. No, sir. Definitely not. No hand-eye coordination. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's true of a lot of horse girls, actually. They're klutzes, and they have no hand-eye coordination. They need to be on a Glenn, horse to have Oh, my god. That's true. <laughs> that's a stereotype that That's a stereotype that, that actually is held up, uh, is, is that one. I don't know. I know one gal that's very clumsy who's a horse gal, but I only know one, so I can't say that I, I have a high stat to follow yours. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, Scott, where can people <laughs> find you? Where can they find the association, all of your stuff? Sure, Glenn. Thank you. So uh, the association is simple. It's E-T-H-A dot horse. That's it. And then for Knutson, it's uh, com. It's K-N-U-D-S-E-N horses.com. And if you go to the top right, there's our Facebook link, which is Knutson Equine Center. And we're always putting cool videos up. And, and you know, we rode up on a windmill the other day. And it was it, we just have fun. That's what it's all about. And uh, that's great. And also, I, I believe Elizabeth McCall, she's our yeah our, our main. Yeah, she's wonderful. And, and she has the contact as well. I think she put that on. Uh, sent that to y'all. I have one but more question to ask you. Valuable. Totally not about horses, but I was also a theater guy. I owned an acting company for ten years. So uh, awesome. you work You've with a theater. You work with a theater company in San Antonio. Well, it's it's outside of San Antonio, but um, it, it's the greater San Antonio area. It's out in Fredericksburg, Texas, and uh, my daughters did some shows, and and just the people were so great. And, and they asked me to volunteer and it went to the board and now the president of the board. And it's just a wonderful association. And, you, I, you know, I took a step back. I said, you, I can see that in the horse industry. You know, you're kind of nervous walking into it. But once you see a lot of great people, you can't get enough of it. And, and I enjoy it a lot. No, I won't get on the stage, but um, <laughs> I will help. Any other way. We, we, <laughs> I'm not like you 10 years on the stage. No. <laughs> I kind of miss that, uh, you know, doing this for so long. I kind of miss the immediate reaction of the audience. You know, the, the, the either laughing or the not laughing or, you know, the clapping and just the immediate. You kind of miss that when you've done that for so long and then do something else like this where there's no immediate reaction. Yeah. Right. I bet you do. I bet you do. I, you know, my daughter, she's 14. And like I say, she's been in oh my gosh i don't know how many shows and she does them in austin and out here too and she's like that's the funnest part is when you see someone they start laughing and smiling you know you're making them happy and she said so i, I see what you're saying so and i can only get tara to laugh every once in a while she doesn't laugh at my jokes a lot so I... <laughs> come on there <laughs> <laughs> i do i do <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, you know, we just got done and uh, I do another show called Finding Florida. We would travel around Florida just doing fun, adventurous stuff. And we were at in Sarasota and they have a theater down there that's so cool. It's like this complex of buildings. They bought them all and there's a courtyard in the middle and they built six theaters around. So they're all these oh small, intimate theaters and they'll have up to six shows going on at a night, cabarets and all different kinds of things. And, I, you know, I was there and I actually had goosebumps the whole time I was there just because once you're in theater and you see it with the you see it with your performers right i mean they're you know that's their thing it's like horse it's like horse girls right it's their thing and that's what amazing you know i talked to them before they go out glenn and then you can just see them man they're just fired up and ready to go like you're saying it's just like a you know their horse getting ready to rope you're ready to get outside that box and go and and uh, you're right. It, it's a definite adrenaline rush. We all have our stage. We just have to decide what that stage is, you know? Uh, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. That's well said. Well, well Scott, said. this has been fun. Been fun fun talking about something other than horses for the last 10 minutes. And Tara's over there going, oh, man, he's on the tr- tangent again. So, <laughs> no, I'm not. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, it's, yeah, you're going to challenge exactly like what... a game. Or... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Tennis, next time I come out, Tara, look out. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. I, I'll, I'll hey, make thank sure y'all so out. much for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> thank you I really coming. enjoyed it. Thank y'all. Well, he was yeah, fun. I don't know what. 
Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that when people have lots of different experiences to pull from. Like it just, you know, they relate to so many other things. Yeah, not too many of the you, you know hor- true horse people guests we've had on have have also played tennis and been on in a board of a theater company. You know, have that diversity there. So that was yeah. kind of fun to hear about that too. All right, well, your next guest is on, and he has done something pretty cool. Yeah, we. They just wrapped up the National High School Rodeo Association finals, and a, a guy, young man from out here in West Texas, Trail Townsend, went all the way out to the event and came back reserve champion in the cow horse division. So I'm not very familiar with the National High School Rodeo Association, so I asked Trail last minute if he'd come on and talk to us a little bit about the entire event and his experience and uh, what it's like to to come home reserve champion. So good morning, Trail. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. You? I'm doing great. So great. Oh, be- before you start, I have to ask, would your parents have been like totally disappointed they give you the name Trail and you weren't into horses at all like you were a football player? I don't think they would be disappointed, but I think that they are definitely more happy that I show horses and do, do stuff like that. I bet. <laughs> yeah. So, Trail, tell us a little bit about the National High School Rodeo Association. Well, it's definitely different than your regular horse show, but it's just this huge, they call it the biggest rodeo in the world, and it definitely is. It's, it's a lot of fun. So, like, they have the NFR, which is for all the pro rodeo cowboys who, um, who you know, they make a living going out and hitting all the rodeos and doing their different events. But this is this is like that for high school students, right? Yes, what, ma'am. Yeah. They do all the same events, but they even have a few more events. And they added the cutting and the cow horse, and I think it's really, really fun. Yeah. So what what events are there in in this? So I know you do the cow horse, but what what other events are in the? Are you familiar with those? I I only watch them. I don't compete in anything else. But yeah, <laughs> like they have the goat hunting and the pole bending, and then all the regular stuff that they do at the NFR, and it's it's all fun to watch. So they have they have bareback riding, they have barrel racing, they have breakaway roping, tie down roping, team roping, saddle bronc riding, goat tying, pole bending, steer wrestling, bull riding, and then what Trail's talking about, they've added cutting, and then they've added the cow horse. So what does it take to qualify for the finals? Is it different in cow so, horse than it is in barrels, or is it the same all across the board? I think it's the same all across the board. You go to your regular region shows in your state, and then you get qualified for regional finals, and then you go to your regional finals and see if you how good you do there, and if you do good, then you go to state. And then the top four in each event from state go to the nationals. Okay, so you went and did you and you represented Texas? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And then tell us a little bit about the horse that you took to the event. I took the horse I've been showing for a long time. I took uh, Motown. He's my gray horse, and I've won quite a bit on him, and we took him, and I'm very happy with him. <laughs> so how did you come across Motown? How did, you, how did he become your horse? So we were in a show at Colorado, and... For some reason, they needed one more person to show in a certain class. And so my dad just made me jump on his horse, which is the one that I'm showing now. And we won the class, and he's been mine ever since. (laughs) But you still share him, right? Do you still, like, do you keep him tuned up for your dad? I usually do most of the riding, but occasionally he'll jump on, and sometimes... He'll show him too. He showed him in the world's greatest, and then just the other day he showed him at the Versatility Ranch Horse World Show. And how did how did you guys do there? I got second in the youth, and then Dad won the open, 
in the awesome. versatility. So what, what are Motown's bloodlines? He is by a horse called Pepsit, who is by Pepsi Boone's mom, and then his mom is by Playgood. What what do you think Motown's strongest skills are? I would say he's the best in the cow work. He's just super cowy and always always great down the fence. And his stops are, are really, really good. He usually really stops really hard and can slide super far. Is there anything that he struggles with that you feel like you have to help him with more? Um, his personality. <laughs> he hates people. He hates people? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He, he he just, if you touch him or anything, he just is like, just don't touch me. Just leave me alone. Oh, so he's not going to be a Walmart greeter in his uh, retirement, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He, he's, an, he's an introvert. Just don't touch him or anything. How's just he with the two of you? Is he the same way? Just to let me alone? I'll go do my job, but I don't want to be fussed with? The only time we touch him is when we're saddling. So we touch him when we're saddling, and then that's about it. He's no different with me and Dad. He's just the same. Oh, he doesn't like to be groomed on end or even baths, or, you know, he's not one of those, huh? He he doesn't like it, but he gets it a lot. He has to suffer through it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isn't that funny how, you know, I think that's a small a small number of horses that are that way but the ones that are they'll do their job and obviously he's a champion he does it well but god don't fuss with me <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah he's got to stay funny. focused stay focused on what it really needs mm-hmm. to be done yeah <laughs> yes ma'am so how old is motown he is 10 so before we get off of that, I'm curious, how is he with the other horses? Is he like real chummy with other horses or is he just don't fuss with me with everything that walks? Um, he's the boss of everybody. Yeah. He, we, we just keep him at the house. We just keep him turned out with some other horses just cause that's what he's used to. And he's the boss and you don't, you don't mess with him. See, that's why he doesn't like humans because he's not the boss there and the, he's just like, yeah. <laughs> he he's a little bit sad. Yeah, I'll put up with you people, yeah. <laughs> but uh I'm gonna rule out here. Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got any other horses that you're working on up and coming trail? Um, my dad always has a few and then I have a three year old right now that I'm pretty excited about. Okay. So, so are you gonna where are you gonna take that three year old? I think I'm going to take him to the Snaffle Bit for charity. Oh, this year? Yes, ma'am. Oh, what's his? What's the story on this horse? What's his breeding? We he's by CD Diamond, and then out of a metallic cat mare. We a few years ago we went to the Snaffle Bit sale and bought him as a a yearling, and then we sent him off, and somebody started him, and then. We got him back, and I've just been riding him ever since, and he's a really, really good horse, and I hope he stays that way. So, Trail, what what year are you in in school? I'm just a sophomore. Okay, so what's what's the plans for after? We were just talking about whether people want to, kids want to go and work in the horse world. Do you want to do that? You want to go to college? What's the story? I'm still kind of deciding. I'll definitely do something with horses. I'll either be a trainer or a breeding manager, something like that. But I just can't decide about college just quite yet. But I'll more than likely go. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. (laughs) I never went either, so I got it. (laughs) So is there a youth division in the Snaffle Bit? There's no youth division, but I'll just show in the non-pro. Okay. Okay, I was wondering where you would show then. Oh, well, that'll be good. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, good. Well, what what do you guys have lined up for the rest of your day today, Trail? I know you guys what do you have lined up. <laughs> We're actually headed home right now from we went to the Tongue River Ranch and went and looked at horses and we took all our little horses over there and roped and I think we're gonna go home and ride all of our colts. That sounds good. Well, safe travels and congratulations on your success at the 
at the high school rodeo finals and and at the world show. So look forward thank to you, watching you, you compete. What's what's the name of your horse that we'll watch for you for at the snaffle bit? Um, uh, SJR Diamond Storm. Okay, cool. Well, good luck, Trail. Thanks, Trail. Thank you. Thank you for letting me on this show. <laughs> you bet. We used to uh, go to the farm show every year uh, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and and the uh, National High School Rodeo Association would always do their rodeo there. So yeah. there, because the farm show drew 100,000 people a day, there would always be a lot of people watching. So I think it's probably yeah. the biggest crowd the high school rodeo ever had. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, that thing, that show is huge. Yeah. Oh, I the mean, farm show is huge. It's the largest yeah. indoor agricultural ex- exhibition in the United States. Um, and it always happens in January and there's always an ice storm or a snowstorm and people are always getting stuck. <laughs> it always happens. The- I remember we went to some horse expo in Maine in January and we thought, what are we oh, doing? Yeah, what's but, wrong? You know, what's- it's, well, it's well attended because no one's going to do anything else. Was ski during the only activity that anybody did? Ooh. Nobody could that's, get there because their trailers were all stuck in the snow, but, you know, it's it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you again, Tara. For, where, where can people find uh, your schedule and what's going on at the farm? You can find us at carterranchhorse.com. Carterranchhorse.com. That's usually the easiest. And I don't know if Emery's still there, but uh, good luck, Emery. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Have fun at school. Is it, you're a senior this year coming up? Yes, sir, at Clemson University. Oh, cool. Do you like Clemson? Of course you do. I love it. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's the best. I heard anybody <laughs> complain me. about Clemson, so <laughs> I was like. It's funny, before Emory came, we actually have a horse <clears throat> that we call Dabo after the coach for Clemson. Oh, so Because we have, we're a big fan of Clemson, too. So when she said, oh, I go to Clemson, I'm like, oh, well, we're already a fan. So, Emory, are you a football or basketball fan? Um, football for sure. I mean, with Clemson, it's, yeah. you know, our basketball is not, we don't even pay attention to them, yeah. sadly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you got to pay attention to football. I think it's required. It, you sign a contract when you become a freshman that you are become a football fan. It's required. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much. We'll be back tomorrow. Jamie will be here. And then on Thursday, we have the, we have the Horse Husbands show for you, and uh, you can look forward to that. And then Friday, really bad ads. Get them into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. So get them in. Uh, we actually need some extra ads because we're going to be out next week, but Jamie's going to be here, and Jamie's going to be doing shows. So we need some extra ads. We need two weeks' worth. So get to get up. Well, you can't hardly go on Facebook anymore. Back to Craigslist, everybody, to find those horses for sale <laughs> and, and uh, send them into Jennifer. We we might have to alter what we're doing with really bad ads, Jennifer. I, they're going to get harder to find here. So send them in to Jennifer. I Horst. know. We're going to have shortage. I know. We're going to have a shortage <laughs> of ads. Now that Facebook's cracking down. So uh, go to really good ads. Like change it to really good ads. And then now. Yeah, but it's no fun to make out. fun of really good I ads. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's no fun. <laughs> it's, like, it's making fun of the really bad ones. By the way, we get a lot of really bad ones out of uh, out of your area of Texas and New Mexico. <laughs> I'm just pointing that out. Uh, oh, <laughs> we get a lot out of the Carolinas, area. though, too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Take care. <laughs>